Craig Thayer is a general surgeon. He is a speaker, a radio host, and he is the author of Saved. Welcome to the show, Craig. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and what motivated you to put pen to paper and write the book. Uh, well, um, married, uh, five kids, um, blessed to be uh, a trauma, old school general surgeon. So back in the day, we were kind of like general contractors. So we were trained to be vascular, thoracic, oncologic, uh, been robotically trained. Um, I've been able to to lead. So I was trauma medical director um, for 20 years. Um and then chief of staff and a lot of other positions within the hospital. Um, and then more recently, um, motivational speaker. Um, my grandmother was the one that really pushed me to write this book uh, for 15 years or so. She's the only adult that lived through my life and really pushed me to do this because of the adversity I'd been through to try and inspire other people that, you know, just don't give up. Don't whatever it takes, just keep going, keep your eyes on the goal. And um, so she was there for um, my mom's death, uh, high school graduation, college, med school, residency, marriage, three kids, divorce, marriage, two more, um, you know, and all the way through um, pretty much my life. And then she passed away a couple of years ago and her, her fun, really writing the book couldn't get done until she passed because she left two other miracles behind, which were pretty impressive. She died at 1031 in the, at night, and um, she had this special clock that almost didn't get repaired for her to have kind of the final chime at 1030 for her to hear. And then uh, about two days after she passed away, the clock stopped at 1031. Wow. And then... And then I'm looking, I, I, I would, I lived in the house for the last two weeks with her. Um, there was a stool next to the sink that I would uh, shave at. And, and um, there was a book that she clearly had opened. It had a bookmark in it. It had her, her glasses on it. So she had planned to come back, but the title of the book was gone missing. So I thought that was, you know, a final statement. <laughs> yeah. So do you think she'd be happy with the book? She she did. She um you know the the the, the creation of the book was another miracle. I mean, I I'd gone to a business meeting, Grant Cardone's 10X conference and like 15,000 people and like four of those that that don't even know me, people that were at the conference said you need to be on that stage and uh write your book. And then we met someone at a restaurant, he was a good guitarist and singer, and he invited us to uh, meet with his wife, who was going to the conference. And at that meeting, um, there was another one of his friends who was writing a book, and so he 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 referred me to this editor, um, Hillary Jastrom, and then she hooked me up with a, an app called Rev, where you can just dictate into the phone, and then five minutes later, for a really cheap cost, you've got a dictated transcribed copy that you can load to word and then edit. So, so it took about a year and a half to write. Um, 
but those, those all these these things that would have been hurdles to me would have were eliminated by doing all these things so yeah but she got to read the drafts so she would read those to her caregiver um and they were you know, what's the next chapter what's the next chapter so she got to read most of it nice so for the audience you um you were adopted you live and continue to live with 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 a reading disorder you've you've got missions all over the world and and and, and helped um tell us a little bit about the reading disorder well I, I i always knew i read slowly and at first grade craig needs to read more second grade report card craig needs to read more and then third grade now looking back and i only look back because my youngest son was having difficulties in school and you know he kind of did what i did which was the class clown and then you know inhibit the class and then gets sent to the principal's office and so we homeschooled for like the last 10 years now so but he was tested and he's adhd like me which is not a big deal i think most males are hyperactive anyways so but um he has dyslexia so and then reading the symptoms of what he had skipping lines reminded me of third grade when i walked into the classroom dimly lit and screen was down and there was this projector that looked like the beginning of star wars with you know in a land far away a long time ago and i'm like oh god i'm gonna have to read in front of the class start to sweat and then you know four girls got up and just kicked butt and then I get up and I'm skipping lines and going backwards and and I, it's, you know clearly now in retrospect I have dyslexia and and it's been a challenge it's not I don't think it's a disability I can process faster the dys- dyslexic brain doesn't use the cortex to read so which our cortex only processes at about 250 characters a minute but if you use more central brain it's almost infinite so so when it comes to me like a trauma challenge and i need to make decisions quickly it's easier for me to do but reading is you know slow so um and and um it's been a challenge only in that i have to take like numerous tests every year still for continuing medical education so i look at the number of questions and the length of time and figure out how much time per question and, and then i worry about that more than the exam so it's distracting but I've obviously gotten around it because of where I am. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Getting around things. It's, we all have our lived experience and we try to be empathetic and walk a mile in somebody else's shoes and see life through their eyes. For people that, that, that pick up your book and read it, like, oh, my goodness, all the adversity that this guy has faced over and over again in his life, yet you've kept moving where maybe other people would have stopped or, or resigned themselves to maybe not having the things that, you, that, that, that they want. Do you feel like you were pulled towards the future that you wanted or you didn't care about the limitation? Like talk to i don't know if you understand what the question i'm trying to ask yeah yeah, no i think uh you know i i definitely now being older and then um you know you mentioned i do medical missions so i'm christian Uh, part of my adoption was that i'd be mandatorily raised catholic and so my natural mom was in michigan my 
my my current wife is like a private investigator so she found my family i connected and i found out a lot of things which is um fun and a great family so um but um the i think uh, you know knowing god jesus and the holy spirit early in my life but also being that the ultimate scholar is the ultimate skeptic so i was a, a believer but not a follower and um looking back it's clear that god was acting in my life you know i grew up on providence court which means you know god's looking over me um all these subtle things that if you don't look you don't see and if you don't listen you don't hear so um just the things you know twisted and tested in my junior year that i'd already decided what i wanted to do by a physiology anatomy physiology class so and I knew that I love to help people. So these the gifts that I were given personally, I, I were a passion to use. So, and then got fine tuned when I was in med school to choose what path I wanted to take, which was general surgery. So, but again, more experiences that, you know, God, I would say, put in front of me to make these choices. So I, I think I was pulled, you know, and not that I physically felt that, but it's just the passion and drive. I mean, Back when I went through residency, the, there was no 80-hour work week limit. It was, I worked 160 hours in, in a few weeks where you got eight hours off. But I loved it, you know, and you learned kind of like boot camp. I think that you can survive on a 15-minute power nap somewhere and continue for another 24 hours and then 15-minute power nap. And, you know, when you're doing something where you're not moving, like sitting in a lecture, yeah, that's when you may fall asleep. But if you're operating or you're writing orders or your adrenaline's going and you still think straight. So you're in a physiology class and the light goes on. Tell me a little bit about that. Like I, I'm fascinated. Yes. I, I, for me, it's like, I still I'm 45 years old. I'm like, okay, I, I really love what I'm doing. People search their whole lives to find out, kind of find their thing. So I'm fascinated when, when people find it early. Yeah. So, I mean, it just was so incredible, the the anatomy and more so the physiology of just, I mean, look at when when, when we have a, a tubular system that's under pressure, that's delivering oxygen and nutrients and, and energy to cells in organs um, and not clot, you know, but then have to be able, because it's a tube, if it develops a leak, it's got to stop the leak. Um, just the blood, the clotting system is, and now the immune system is crazy. When we're looking at monoclonal antibodies and how we've determined that there's an inflammatory side. So that's like rheumatoid arthritis and eczema, seborrheic psoriasis, those things. And then there's the tumor killing side, which is... Um, you know, for melanoma, that's been the biggest advancement in melanoma in the last 50 years is this, this map, which is another miracle because a friend of mine one time was in a study with me, Bible study, and he called me early one morning and said, hey, I just had this dream about LAK. What, what is that? And, and he was about to have this CT scan to stage him because uh, he'd been disease free. And then 
Um, I look it up and it's the first monoclonal antibody that was ever invented. And I go, well, we've got one now for melanoma. So the good news is we've got something. The bad news is I don't like where you're going with possibly your CT because, you know, why would you need to know that? And sure enough, his CT showed he had brain meds, he had lung meds, he had, and then he got put on a monoclonal and he's now cancer free. So, um, so just the complexity. And then interestingly, you know, again, when you look back, it's like, okay, I wrote a paper on the eye and Darwin, Darwin didn't even approach the eye. There's no evolution of the eye. It just was there. So, and, you know, in his book, he had two other things that the, the bees and ants have infertile females that he apologized for because he has no other than herd um, survival. But if it's survival of the fittest, it doesn't fit that because those females can't pass on their genes. So why are there worker bees and worker ants within a colony? So, um, yeah, just I love science. It's just, you know, how do you explain these things? Yeah, those are those are really interesting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So going 160 hours in a week and it's no big deal because it's it's in service of of the work you want to be doing and the, the, you know that that needs to be done and then the mission the, the 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 mission trips i'd love to hear a little bit about that yeah so um again so being a believer or not a follower it uh, wasn't really until my oldest daughter who played volleyball and club team so it was multiple high schools and they got together and had this bible study and then they were going to a church and my oldest said, you should come. This the, the the pastors, he was a professor out of Santa Clara University in California, and then started a church and a gym. And then that grew to to a, like a 20,000 seat church. And uh, I did. And I love that context. So he could frame something in the Bible with you know, like the Good Samaritan, you know, the, they were really hated people. And um, and then the the rabbis that walked by the the injured person, they had come through a trail into Jerusalem to purify themselves, and then they have to go back and not touch anybody, and so otherwise they would have had to go back for a week. And just kind of knowing those contextual things was, you know, educational to me. So, um, so in that church, they had um, two mission trips, actually three within one year that. I and my wife went on. The first one was to Honduras. And this couple out of Pennsylvania had started a surgery center there, which was outpatient. And so I actually got to use my talents. And so um, I do lumps and bumps, kind of pimple popper stuff the first years. And then that's grown into the last two years where I'll do a third of what I do in one year. I did 44 hernias and four laparoscopic gallbladder surgeries in four and a half days, Oof. which is, you know, that's team. You know, I, I heard one of your podcasts about, you know, um, forget her name, but it was, uh, you know, um, understanding the team and um, uh, the personalities behind it. And, um, you know, if, if people didn't help me clean the instruments or, you know, get the patient in, uh, anesthesia didn't start an IV or, you know, an anesthesia, getting them off the table quickly because they're putting them under anesthesia. So, yeah, it was just the team was incredible. So couldn't have done it without them. But so from from that and then we went to Haiti 
which was another story in the book that's just crazy because the TSA had just started a new um, check-in program and there were 62 of us. And so we had three hours, but that was not going to happen. And we were going to go from San Francisco to Dallas and Dallas had thunderstorms, which stopped the grid for us to go. So it gave us four more extra hours. So everybody got through. So, yeah. And then, I mean, just go in to serve and help people. You know, I mean, I, I, if you're not of faith, it, I, that's okay. I'm not, you know, Christians are here not to judge. Unfortunately, it, it seems like some do. Um, uh, but, you know, the, the the classic one I mentioned is just if you're in a car and you're in line at Starbucks, just see how you feel when you buy the coffee for the person behind it. Hmm. They don't know who you are. They'll never see you because you're going to drive off. And um, you just did something nice for somebody. See how that makes you feel. Yeah, that's a <clears throat> that's certainly a, a very very small microcosm for uh, for the experience that you had fixing how many how how many hernias in three days? Forty four. Forty four. Okay. Forty four. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that and, that's incredible. Yeah. When 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 you. Do you ever say "woes is me"? You ever say "why is this? Why does this stuff keep happening to me?" Or if you do, how 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 long do you wallow in it? So, well, like for my mom, dad's death, and my now my grandmother's, I, I really do think it's important um, to memorialize those people because you know, I mean, they were here and then they're gone, and then you know, what do they leave behind? And so. To, to, to take some time to, to kind of wallow, I guess, in, in that is important. But as far as the the challenges and the adversity, I think I've just always been, um, you know, probably part, part of that's pride. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to show. Like freshman year when my mom passed away, I was in an all-male dorm. And they would said, which I didn't learn until the next year, that he's not going to finish. In, in Davis, UC Davis is where I went, and that was a quarter system, so it's 10 weeks, and then you you have finals. So by the second week, you're already taking a midterm. It's, it's, it's quarters, or you miss even three or four days. It's hard to catch up. And, um, you know, I went back for my mom's memorial service and was with my dad for a while and then came back and finished. And so in the sophomore year, I'm coming around a corner and, I'm on the wrong side of the road, so it's my fault. And this girl pulls out in front of me in a hard bicycle on my mind, and I cracked my head by jackknifing my front wheel so I didn't hit her. And then, you know, went over, checked her, and then sit in the curb, I guess, because the next thing I remember is sitting there as an ambulance in front of me, and I've got spinal fluid coming out of my ear, which I didn't discover till the next day. But um, And then junior year with my dad having lung cancer and a magical – old school phone line because long distance calls were a charge that the charge wasn't going anywhere. So it wasn't going to our room. It wasn't going to the, the off campus dorms. So it was just a free line that I can call him every day, see how he was doing. But yeah, so, um, you know, and I think I've learned what I call pain to purpose, you know, all these things, if you really have faith in God and, um, you know, and God's, and then you think God's purposeful even now. Um, then the question is, okay, why? So, and I think, you know, he puts people through adversity to test and train. 
And then to use what you went through as an empathic person or whatever the training was um, to help minister to, to help heal, to help, you know, get through what they're going through. I appreciate that. I appreciate the perspective and I'm grateful for everything that, 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 that you do and all the people that you help. So thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more? Where can they get their copy of saved? Uh, Amazon is probably the simplest way. Just my name, Craig, C-R-A-I-G, Thayer, T's and Tom, H-A-Y-E-R, uh, and then saved. It should pull it up as a book. And then, and then the simplest, I believe in simplicity, you can find me on my uh, website, which is just craigthayer.net. And you'll find my LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. And then what, what I'm doing and, and, um, you know, where I'm going, all that stuff will be right there on that webpage on the, on the website. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did show Craig, your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to craigthayer.net, C-R-A-I-G-T-H-A-Y-E-R.net and check out all things Dr. Craig, and then pick up your copy of saved on Amazon and just type in Craig Thayer and saved and you shall find your way to it. Thanks again, Craig. Thank you, George. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.